0: Everybody, welcome to the final divisional preview for the NBA season of 2022. This is Big Dog Ball Talk. I am Matt Eichhorn, joined with the star of the show, Jordan Weigel.
1: Jordan, what's going on? Not much, man. You know, I'm really in the uh, the, the, the fall spirit now. I had a late Thanksgiving—that's Canadian Thanksgiving—a late Thanksgiving dinner. Not till Tuesday, but I did have it, um, and it was uh, it was great. We're, we're here in a little small town that feels very uh, Halloween-y.
0: You have a succulent turkey or what?
1: I had a succulent chicken. Nice. Turkey was a bit much since it's mostly just me eating the meat. Uh, so, Not
0: true. Yeah, fair.
1: Uh, decided to yeah downsize a bit, but the chicken, it was great. It was delicious. And uh, what about you, Matt? Did you have a meal with the family?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I had to uh, have, a, have a big family get together. My mother, Virginia, she likes to make uh, about 20. 20- oh, is that her name? Yeah, that's her name. If you've oh, okay. Been, yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah she she made about twenty different pies.
1: beautiful yeah, name.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean the, the twenty pies, it's a little much, but I mean it is what it is. Uh, always lots of leftovers afterwards. But uh, you know, mm. I got to see uh see Yaya. If, uh, if you're all the listeners out there, you'll you'll come acquainted with my grandmother. She's uh she's a bit of a, a firecracker. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, some interesting stories there uh, in our basketball uh, lives. Uh, a lot of support from Yaya, yeah yeah, though, one of our biggest fans out there. Yaya, yeah, yeah, if you're <laughs> listening, what's up? I showed her how to download podcasts uh, on Thanksgiving, so that might have been the highlight.
1: We love you, Yaya.
0: Everybody, thank you so much for being a part of this uh, this journey as you know we start off this uh, this podcast. Uh, it's, it's been awesome. It's been a great success so far in our eyes, and uh, nowhere mm-hmm. to go but up, baby. Yeah. Uh, but, the season's uh, our,
1: almost here, Matt. I know. We almost have... I'm watching preseason basketball at night now. This is insane. This is crazy. And in uh, – especially for, for us uh, in Toronto, actually seeing them back playing in Toronto yep. for the first time in over a year. Crazy.
0: In full capacity too, so I'm ready to go. Uh, we can head to the head to the Scotiabank Arena, and we can just rock the house.
1: And we have – we, we can just it. show press passes now, right? Yep. We yeah. We started we'll,
0: this bug. We okay. don't need to Courtside somewhere. Up and they'll and they'll show us to our seats.
1: True, yeah. Yeah, I will sit – yeah, I will sit to the right of Drake. I don't know if sure. there'll be room for you down there, but
0: I'll sit left. We can both hook one sure. arm. That sure. works for me. Uh, or actually, well, one of us that we, that takes up that guy with the cowboy hat. There's always a cowboy yeah. hat there. Uh, You're right. I don't know who that guy is, but he's he's cool in my books. But everybody, again, thank you so much for being here. And uh, we're finally wrapping up this division uh, preview series that we've been doing. Uh, we saved it for uh, for the the Southwest Division, uh, which you know. We're focusing more on uh, the, the three Texas teams, and, as well as Memphis and New Orleans. Uh, definitely not the strongest division going into this year. I mean, again, obviously it depends on your opinion, but uh, I'm sure most people you know, would say there's maybe one or two playoff teams at most from this, uh, this division. And we're going to start off with likely the, uh, the strongest team in uh, this division. This offseason, the Dallas Mavericks added... Tim Hardaway Jr., Boban Marjanovic, and Sterling Brown, as long, uh, as well as Reggie Bullock. Uh, obviously, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Boban being uh, re-signed, uh, not uh, directly new acquires. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also traded and acquired Moses Brown, which I think is a great pickup. Uh, they, the only person they really lost was Josh Richardson. So I mean, Flegel, it's uh, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a tough offseason for the Mavericks. I think uh, if you're if you're a Dallas fan, you're definitely not totally satisfied with how everything's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. So far, uh, I mean, they locked up Luca to a, a huge extension as well. Uh, so there's a lot of money being locked up to a lot of different guys, and uh, I mean, they could have waited another year, and you know, signed maybe someone of these guys was in free agency, or waited to you know trade for somebody, and you know, really made a splash in free agency, try to build with Luca, and maybe even you know make Porzingis a third third option kind of guy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, essentially they just wanted to make sure. I think Lucas camp kind of had the, 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 stranglehold on them to pressure them into making that deal early. Uh, and I mean, you know, good for him. He's secured, uh, of the bag. He's pretty much set for life, but, uh, yep. I mean Dallas they've, they've been competitive the last two seasons. Uh, I just don't think that they really did anything. Uh, I think that they, they lack a lot of depth still. And, uh, they really didn't do anything to build around Luca. I mean, I'm not sure how you're feeling, but I mean, if Tim Hardaway jr is going to be like your biggest, uh, essentially, uh, your biggest move that you make in the free agency just re-sign him. Other than Luca, that's not going to get it done.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's definitely yeah left a lot to be desired. Their moves over the offseason. They got Reggie Bullock from the Knicks, who is uh, a good fit, I think, with the rest of these guys. You want good shooters next to Luca, and he's a little bit older. He can play some defense, and he's got good size. Um, so you know that's a good pickup, but. That, that should be like your, you know, if, if you're a team really trying to push the envelope to become like a, a real solid contender, that should be like the third move that's mentioned, not like your your, your number one um, offseason acquisition. Um, and and they're also now trying out uh, a brand new head coach and Jason Kidd, who's had that, yeah. that was a controversial hire right away. But also he's just there's been some weird stories like attached to him as a head coach. Uh, everything in, in Milwaukee from just sort of weird kind of like psychological games. He was playing with his players trying to motivate his guys and didn't really end well, all that well there. It's not like it, it ended horribly, but um, you know, he, he's kind of had a, a rocky start uh, as a head coach. So, so we'll see, you know, he's, he's got ties to Dallas um, obviously he played there for the championship run. in in 2011 um, and it's got a good relationship with Mark Cuban and, you'd think in theory, he's going to bring the best out of Luca. Uh, you know, Jason Kidd was a, a superstar point guard in the league for and sure. uh, what you will, you know, how to, will know how to relate to him. At least I, I think that's what Dallas is hoping for, but uh, no, you're, you're, you're right overall that their, their offseason was, was pretty underwhelming. Um, and if you're the Mavs, you're just hoping that this relationship between Luca and KP can kind of get to a new place and KP can, You know, maybe under a slightly different uh, system than Rick Carlisle was running, can actually become that second option because he's being paid like a second option, and he's kind of uh, crippling the Mavericks in terms of what they can do, even for um, you know what they can get in free agency in terms of cap space and what they can do in trades. He's got a a massive contract, and uh, so yeah, if if they're gonna do more or do better than expected this year, it's got to be KP going that extra mile, getting back to where he was before he left New York, which was um, an impact player on both ends who could give you 20 plus points per night and and really be uh, someone you had to worry about. Um, and, you know, Luca's going to do his thing. I think he's proven already, you know, he's going to take another step forward. He's going to have the ball in his hands most of the time, really control the pace and get the ball out to these shooters. But yeah, I just wish they had one or two more guys who were, Uh, you know, able to do a few more things out there. Everyone else other than Luca and KP just seem like very, very solid role players, but, but, but that's it. Like, and so, you know, they they might be another scrappy sort of, I don't know, uh, as high as like, you know, four or five, maybe six seed and get into the playoffs, but I'd feel a lot better about them actually going deep in the, in in the playoffs if they had, yeah, just, just got one more, one more guy who can help Luca out a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think you, uh, yeah, you covered some good bases there. And uh, I definitely, I, I kind of look at the way when you build a team for Luca, I think at this point it's almost similar how you should build a team for LeBron surrounded yeah. with shooters and, you know, some guys who can, you know, play defense on the wing. Obviously they got some shooters with, uh, you know, uh, Tim Hardaway, Maxie Kleber. I think Reggie Bullock was a great pickup for them. Uh, not, uh, I mean, still maybe a bit of an overpay at about nine and a half million. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, they still have Jalen Brunson. I said before, uh, Moses Brown, another young guy, huge body. So, I mean, that he's a work in progress there. Um, and I mean, they've even got uh, the French Prince, Frank Nilakina, former teammate of Porzingis. So, uh, we'll see, maybe they'll, uh, they'll have a little pick and roll connection there. Uh, but I, I really do in the end of the day, uh, you'll think that Porzingis is still going to be the, the X factor. He's going to be the question mark surrounding this team all season long. I mean, uh, as you said in New York he seemed like he was going to be a future star it was like every night he had these crazy put back dunks I remember that was like his yeah. thing uh but I, I mean right now it's almost like you know how is he going to play and then will he stay because right now yeah. he's uh you know he, he, he's still going to be able to put up close to 20 points uh I think that he's and people don't remember, I don't think that's something I've heard talked about much. He's a pretty poor rebounder, I find. I think he gets away with a lot of it based on his height, but he's pretty soft yeah. inside the paint. Uh, he definitely has that kind of Euro uh, stereotype on him where he's a little bit soft. I mean, Luca kind of takes away from it on that team, but uh, yeah. I think he definitely needs to do a lot more, to, you know, upgrading himself. I mean, I've seen him in the gym. It looks like he's getting shredded. I mean, <laughs> some of those people, I remember, I think it was even, he was still in the Knicks. He had, there was a photo of people. He looked like uh, Ivan Drago from uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocket 4. And yeah. I mean, we're, we're, when we're going through that, I mean, I just don't know what's the block for him getting to that next step. And I think that's kind of the frustrating thing for NBA fans, for a lot of players. And I think that's the case for Przingis that he's, you know, he's, he's shown flashes. He could be a superstar, but he might only ever just be like a, a bubble all-star at best. You know what I mean? Like he'll always be on no. the bus, but, you know, being a star but he'll never quite be there but as i was saying before it's like you know he was a second or third option on a team he would be amazing and yeah. i think right now they just need one more person that's like a legitimate threat because tim hardaway jr uh, it, you know he he can catch fire uh, i mean he, he he's a great offensive player but he can also go and shoot three for 22 on a given yeah. uh saying he's not a, a total credible defender either. So uh, I'm not really this – I'm kind of on the same boat as you. Uh, I mean, I think a fifth or sixth seed is definitely probably what where they're going to fall because, again, when you have Luka Doncic, you're you're going to win a lot of games. The guy's going to be an absolute monster. He's going to lead you to whatever the hell he wants you to lead to. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm not sure how you're feeling totally about Porzingis, but I think at this point it, it might be time for them to to make a move to either make him – a lessened role, picking up another kind of star that can play off Luca before Porzingis, or they just have to move him straight up and, uh, you know, try and rebuild for the future. And, uh, you know, cause I, I I really don't know what his value is right now at this point.
1: Yeah, it will really, I think it will really depend on how the Mavs start the season off and how well uh, KP is playing um, in the, the new system under yeah. Jason Kidd. Um, because I think if the Mavericks are struggling and um, you know, Chris Stapps likes to speak his mind. He's going to sort of make it known if he's unhappy with something. And um, if that's the case that the, the Mavs are struggling and, and Chris Stapps is unhappy with his role or something, or he doesn't like how things are going. Um, I definitely think you, you will hear uh, rumblings uh, about trades um, right up to the trade deadline for him, because I think he would draw interest even right now um, there, there are teams that would trade for him. Um, and I think, you are kind of as the Mavs will have to kind of cut your losses and just say okay we're not going to get someone who we you know someone uh, as valuable as we envision Christaps being like a really solid awesome um number two player beside Luca but we can get a few pieces that maybe fit better and our team's going to be better for it in the long run um so I definitely can see that happening and even if Christaps plays decently well but not not as well as the Mavericks, you know, would hope. You I could also see him being traded in that scenario to kind of bring his value up a little bit and uh, you know, maybe maybe drive up the price for him and, and and the the Mavs can plug a few 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 more guys um, in there and they could get in a trade package for him. For sure. um, but I but I think um, like I think the Mavericks like their collection of role players. Like I think they really like Dwight mm-hmm. Powell. They like Tim Hardaway Jr. because, as you said, he can catch fire um, and has played really well next to to Luca. Yeah. Um, they like Jalen Brunson. They 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 like even guys like you know Trey Burke, Willie Cauley Stein, and especially Maxi Kleber. They really like him because he can play uh, yeah. much better much better defense than than uh, you know he was thought to be able to play uh, baby, earlier on. Baby Dirt,
0: Germania. Um, but yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: And he, he, in that playoff series against the Mavs last year, he was guarding Kawhi a lot of the time, yep. Um, yep. but, but can hit outside shots and has good size. So I think they like their, their, their role players a lot, but, but it is all about um, yeah. Chris Stapps moving into that role as uh, a guy who can, you know, be, be that real second option. And I think it's just been tough for him because it is tough to play for Luca. Like you said, it's almost like you're, you're the way you construct a team around LeBron. Uh, it's sometimes hard for individual players to shine. Like you saw that when Chris Bosh started playing with LeBron and when Kevin Love started playing with LeBron, they didn't have all the touches they were used to having on these, uh, you know, subpar teams where they get the ball mid post or on the block and be able to, you know, get, get, get their points. Um, They were kind of, they had to transition and it took time for them to, realize that a lot of the time they're going to be a spot-up shooter like like everyone else on the court and in certain situations they'll be able to take advantage of matchups so I think that's where Chris Stapps has to get to and the Mavs are really hoping that uh, uh, Jason Kidd can help unlock that and I will say if that does happen I think the Mavs are, are as good as pretty much anyone in the West because they have a lot of different uh, you know lineup options they, they can play big they can go more small they've got some talented wings um and some like guys like Dorian Finney Smith who can defend a little bit out on the perimeter so I, I don't dislike their team they just need they need another guy who's not dependent on luke on luca to get them a shot and other than kp everyone else uh no, no one else on this team can really reliably create their own shot especially in the playoffs it's going to fall on luca and so um, yeah, we'll we'll see what they can get out of KP, or they they go the route of picking up someone who's a little more proven in that category, like Drogic. Like I think they they would go after him if if he became available, in a buyout or a trade. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. Well,
0: here's uh, I got, I, I wrote down, I'm not, I'm usually pretty bad at this. I used to be good. Now I'm trying my hand. I'm going to try and step out of retirement and get back into these hypothetical trade scenarios for, oh, here we go. they needed help. And, you know, they could, and cause again, they have a lot of bad contracts in the sense of, you know, they have a lot of money roped up. Like I had already mentioned nine and a half to, to Bullock, yeah. uh, Porzingis 31 and a half, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. 21 million, Dwight Powell 11. Like those are guys that really are at this point, like they, they could be trade, traded easily. Um, yeah. Maxi Cleaver, just under nine. Uh, so when I'm looking at this, you know, it, whether or not they're trading, you know, to have someone added next to Luke and Porzingis, or Porzingis is included, they're going to have a lot of options. Uh, you know, yeah. you're going to have to probably give up some picks, but it is what it is. Uh, there's three names. I'm going to go over them quickly, and then I want your take, and then we'll move on to the next team. Uh, so the first one, Colin Sexton, young bull to the Cavs. I think that if they could mm-hmm. get him, and I don't have total packages. These are just, you know, hypotheticals, but, uh, yeah. I, you know, having a guy who is a go-to bucket getter, uh, next to Luca, you know, Luca can still handle the rock a lot more. He can play main for him. He's developing a, you know, an outside shot. Uh, and then really he would be the, the on-ball guy for, uh, you know, when it comes to scoring the rock and Przingis can kind of stretch the floor out and, you know, he can control down low when he needs to and slow the pace of the game. Uh, the second guy I have is Gordon Hayward. Uh, I think that he mm-hmm. would actually be kind of complimentary to Luca, uh yeah he he's got a good jump shot he's smart and again he wouldn't take too much shine away from Kristaps I don't think he would be super intimidated uh or feel disrespected that his role would be lessened by uh by having Gordon Hayward there whereas he might with you know Colin Sexton because he is more of an up-and-coming guy uh and then yeah. the last guy I have is uh Prez Malcolm Brogdon uh I think the Pacers could 100 really... percent yeah and I think Brogdon would do Fantastic over there again, as you said, it's all going to depend on how Jason Kidd's system is going to work this out. Uh, but I think him and Luca playing off each other would be beautiful, beautiful basketball. They both yeah. would be shooting amazing shots and picking and rolls with Porzingis The three of them I think would be a deadly, uh, deadly machine, but all three of those guys I think would work better, uh, work better than the other in different ways. But I mean, uh, it sounds like you're kind of in on that Brogdon move,
1: yeah. I've always thought, um, that Luca, even though he does play point guard and have his. Uh, you know the ball in his hands most of the game Uh, I think the best person to pair with him is like an old school gritty uh, point guard who can defend really well and who doesn't who doesn't need the ball at all times and that's exactly what Brogdon is that's why you know the Mavs were rumored to be going after Kyle Lowry I think he would have been perfect Mm -hmm. next to Luca or even someone you know like Chris Paul Um, these guys who uh, are, are good playmakers in their own right but don't need the ball can be good spot up shooters because they're going to be open. A lot of the time that helps going to you know gravitate toward Luca and uh, they're going to have open shots, but Luca needs uh, a good defender next to him. Cause that's, that's his one yep. sort of weakness. Um, his size makes up for it. He doesn't get eaten alive every night, but uh, if you had a really yeah solid kind of old school point guard, exactly like Brogdon, I think that that would be perfect for him. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's why the Mavs kind of have their eye on Drogic um and and would like to have him although they're rumored to have said that the price he's at right now is a bit bit much for them but you know so something could happen the the situation could change um and uh yeah the Dragic Donch Slovenian backcourt uh could become a thing and uh yeah it just I I think a dynamic kind of point guard like that next to Luka would be perfect
0: yeah. And uh, we're gonna move quickly now, uh just over to uh, another town in the uh the big city of Texas. Big city, big state. Apologies on big that.
1: City. But, like I, big I city? I
0: mean, well, who knows? Maybe there's a place like Dallas, Dallas, like New York, New York. <laughs> I don't know. We should check that out. Uh where's the where's that bar? There's a bar in I think it's Kitchener Waterloo. It's called uh, called Dallas. I think so. Got a mechanical bullshit thing, a- man. It's probably oh, do. Yeah, so I, I
1: think I've never been out in Kitchener before. Is oh, it fun? Do you like
0: it? Oh, uh, I mean, no, but I mean it's it's good, but I mean it's not uh, it's nothing crazy. I mean it's it's That's, it's uh it's
1: it's on we're talking about Canada's uh, Silicon Valley in case anyone. To, uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Uh but when we go over to real Dallas slash Texas, we're gonna actually bypass and go straight to Houston. Uh and we're talking about the Houston Rockets here. They drafted Jalen Green, Alperin Sengun – Usman Garuba and Josh Christopher in the draft. uh, Ford first round draft pick. I mean, great uh, management there by the Rockets. Uh, They also re-signed David Nawaba and they uh, traded for Daniel Tice. They lost Kelly Olenek and Sterling Brown in free agency. Uh, I mean, Jordan, the Rockets, this is a team that I I kind of had, uh, you know, I I hinted at a little bit when I was talking about, uh, you know, some of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Houston might be it. They might, they might be the worst team in the league. Uh, uh, I, I I really don't see them doing very well this year. Like maybe sub 20 wins on the season. Uh, obviously they did what they needed to do though. Uh, they're moving on the post yep. era. They, they secured some great draft picks. I mean, Jalen green at number two, uh, Sangoon fell to them at 16, even Garuba. Some people had him fairly high as well. Uh, yep. So, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be a ton of growing pains there. and There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, speculation as to who's going to be the guy there. Uh, but they've got a lot of young talent uh, in Houston. But uh, it's definitely not going to be, uh, it's not going to be a, a lot of wins this year for for the Rockets.
1: For sure, yeah. And, you know, they're we, we all expected that even last year. They're, they're now fully in a rebuild um, with James Harden gone. And I think Jalen Green was the right pick for them for sure um he's he's one of those guys where you just look uh at his his size and skills he already has now and think you know he could be one of one of the incoming sort of new era of uh top tier shooting guards uh, and wing players in, in the league he's already got yep. uh, a great outside shot he can finish with either hand he can attack he knows how to attack the basket's got great instincts played pretty well in summer league um and uh and even in the the, the preseason now and so He's, uh, he's definitely a guy to build around going forward. And, um, you know, they, they, they are deep in this rebuild, but they do have uh, Christian Wood and John Wall um, and, and even Daniel Tice. And so I was, I was looking at this, this team um, and thinking like, if they actually wanted to try, they could maybe be okay or slightly competent. Like if, if John Wall, some, for some reason bought in, which of course he hasn't, they've, they've already come to a, an agreement, him and the Rockets that they're going to move him uh, whenever the opportunity comes. And he's basically just going to sit out the season till that happened um, or till that happens. But um, but n- like I, I kind of liked their collection of guys more than I thought I did. Like Shangun um, is, uh, I think, going to be a player. I think he's going to be yeah. r- really good. He's uh, one of these, yeah, kind of sk- more skilled, tall guys came over who comes over from from Europe um, and kind of surprises it's people good. a little bit. Yeah. And uh and so you like, yeah, I, I think the Rockets future is bright. It's gonna be another bad year, obviously. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what they what they can get for John Wall, when they can move him. We'll see yeah. how long guys like Eric Gordon are gonna stay on this team because those guys like in their in their 30s who are part of the the previous iteration of the Rockets probably aren't gonna be around uh for very much longer. So, you know, we'll we'll see if we can get another sort of OKC situation going where the yeah. Rockets are just kind of piling up picks um, and unloading guys um, and, uh, you know, building around uh, Green and Shangun and whoever else uh, they like. So, yeah, it's it's not going to be a very exciting season down there in Houston, but there's uh, there's some exciting young players, at least to watch.
0: It's going to be crazy when uh, they, the, the, they buy out or somehow trade John Wall to the Lakers. <laughs> there's, there's only acres you think i mean i think look at who they, who they added we were talking about them in the last episode i mean this is another old guy he needs a ring uh can't you, shoot a lick either so what if wow. i
1: told you like five years ago john wall rajon rondo and russell westbrook would all be on a team with lebron
0: and yeah and anthony davis and yeah anthony Davis. It'd be insane and carmelo anthony <laughs> <laughs> thank god Dwight howard yeah uh... i'd be like yeah okay that's that's just the national team but uh okay <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I I think that what figuring out something to do with John Wall is going to be difficult. But I I yeah. think they'll find they'll figure it out. I mean, he's on a huge huge contract. I think it's about thirty one million. So uh, I mean, they'll they'll figure that out. They'll move past. But uh, yeah. Uh, because again, he, he showed flashes. I just don't know if he'll ever have that explosive step that really made him superstar in the NBA, which sucks because John Wall is one of my favorite players. He used to do the John Wall, John Wall, one of the best. <laughs> moves. I still break that one out of the, the club now and again. Uh, when I'm really uh, risky, uh, everybody gets it into it, everyone loves it. Um, I'm pretty yeah. much the, type of the, the party. You've seen it, man. People put me on their shoulders, man. Man, I do the John Wall for five hours straight. Uh, yeah. but. Back on track, Jordan. You're always <laughs> derailing me, man. Uh, but I really do think that, uh, you know, with Jalen, uh, J- Jalen Green, he, he's going to have to showcase his skill set even more than he did in the summer league because I always kind of take the summer league with a grain of salt. But yeah, he's shown that, like, from what I've seen, it looks like he's got all the, the, the skills and all the fixings to be an NBA superstar. Uh, I mean, all yeah. of his moves. I mean, he's got a crazy step back. His handle is elite. Uh, his jump shot is fantastic. Uh, I mean, he, I, we'll see how he does on the defensive end, especially uh, as a rookie. I mean, a lot of guys do, uh, you know, go through some issues playing against these big, real full-grown men. Uh, yeah. mean, first time you, he plays the I think that's always kind of the, the telltale guy, like, or, you know, that just beats them up down lower hell, if he plays one of the, the, the Morris brothers, they're going to yeah. cry for mama. I mean, they're bullies down there uh but I, I think he he's got a really bright future ahead of him uh if anyone uh, you know this is my quick gambling pick for the for anyone listening uh jalen green rookie of the year don't think they're amazing odds but i think that's probably a favorite uh right there because he's going to be getting a pick yeah um but i i, I besides him because again i think that he's kind of a safe prospect i mean you know nothing's ever guaranteed but i wouldn't really worry about him uh right now i'm looking at and you kind of brought uh brought one of them up uh, but Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian mm-hmm. Wood, I think, are going to be two huge players for this team moving forward uh, long term, but also the season. Uh, and the season's going to do a lot for the development. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. Obviously, he's had some kind of off the court issues, maybe uh, some personality issue as well. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not uh, saying that I, I know all the details on these situations, but seems like he's not exactly the best locker room fit for a lot of places so far. And that's again, like if people look back his draft year, he was supposed to be near the lottery and I think he fell the 29th or something insane.
1: Yeah. Or like 30th, I think. Yeah.
0: So obviously there's, there's no, he's not quite, there's something that we don't exactly know. I mean, and then he had a fit. The reason the Cavs cut him was because they put some, he, he was injured and someone was in his locker, which I mean, it would be annoying, but then he had a fit. I don't know. Uh, but again, yeah. we, we don't know the, the whole story. I, but when he's on the court, he's explosive. He's electric. I mean, he's a great athlete. Uh, he's a tall, tall guard. Uh, he can he can play make well for his team. Uh, he looks he's on the ball for uh, for defense. Uh, yeah. uh, and then Christian Wood again. He's he's not the most flashy player out there. Uh, if he didn't go down with an injury, he probably would have won Most Improved. Uh, but he, he he finishes with both hands. He's a kind of a a little bit of a, a throwback big, if you will. But yep. he can also stretch the floor. Uh, so I mean, between those two, uh, like, you know, who do you see kind of being that the guy moving forward uh, along in this rebuild?
1: Well, I think in terms of like the rebuild, Kevin Porter jr. Obviously fits this timeline better. Uh, if you're looking primarily at Jalen green and guys around his age, uh, for when, you know, moving into the future, when these guys are going to actually be good. So in that sense, you know, like they signed Christian wood, I think two off seasons ago, um, to a, to a pretty big cr- contract, um, coming over from Detroit and, uh, you know, I'm sure he, he just wanted to get paid and have more opportunity, but he, he doesn't really fit the timeline now. And it's a little bit, you know, awkward. I, I'm not sure how long he's going to be in Houston because it's going to be at least another couple years of, uh, sort of rebuilding into, you know, uh, developing these young guys before the rockets are actually, uh, you know, a dangerous team. So. Um, you know, until then Kristen Wood can get his points. I think he's really skilled. I really like him. Um, I'd be much happier to see him on another team, uh, somehow if, you know, um, maybe, maybe through a trade another team can entice the rockets into, to giving him up. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but, uh, in terms of Kevin Porter jr. I just don't know how well he's going to play or fit next to Jalen green, because I Mm -hmm. think Basically you'd want um, one or the other out there uh, in terms of uh, who you want playing the shooting guard. Maybe they can, they can play the two wing positions together. um, And I'm I'm sure the Rockets are going to try that out, but uh, to me, they're kind of very similar players in a lot of ways. And I would, you know, unless you intended on keeping one as uh, you know, a sixth man or or a bench player or uh, otherwise, uh, you know, in a different role, Mm -hmm. I would, I would definitely consider moving on from, uh, from, from one of them. And I think it's, you know, unless something crazy happens, I think you'd want Jalen green more. He's a little bit younger and, um, a little bit taller and just yep. overall a little bit better. So, and yeah, like you mentioned again, yeah, I don't know the details of all the off court, off court stuff, uh, for, for Kevin Porter jr. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't be that excited to, to build around, uh, him, um, or, or, you know, have him, uh, as one of your, your main young guys. So yeah, not not the biggest not the biggest uh, KPJ guy, but uh, but you know what he 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 does perform when he's out there on the court. Yeah. So f- for now, we'll we'll see if he can turn some heads down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, there other young guys are going to have they pretty much you know p- pick anyone on this team um, if if they actually show that they can play, put the ball in the basket, do anything, they're going to get playing time down there in mm-hmm. Houston because they're they're not really going to be playing for anything this season. So. Uh, you know, they've got a good young collection of talent and, uh, it'll be up to, yeah, Steven Silas just to, to pick out, uh, yeah. you know, who are the guys that, that work well together. And so it's going to be, yeah, a lot of experimentation. I think you're going to see a lot of different guys in and out, a lot of different lineups and, um, but, but, you know, like we've been saying, they've, they've got a heck of a, uh, group of young guys and I, I think the future is bright. It's just going to take a few years.
0: It's very sad seeing Eric Gordon just sitting there alone. He's kind of like- got to get him out of there. Yeah, they, it's like that Will Smith, uh, the Fresh Prince. Like the city, when he's in the, the room alone, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> that, it's, that's what it's like yeah. for Eric Gordon, going like those those great Houston Rocket teams with like Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella, yeah. uh, and now he's just kind of sitting there kicking up dust. So uh, yeah, and I, I think that. he could
1: he could help someone. Oh, for uh,
0: sure. He's only thirty-two.
1: He, yeah, even a, even uh, Danwell House uh, yeah. also uh, part of the old team. Uh, a little bit younger, yeah. He, he, he doesn't belong there either, so let's get these guys out of there.
0: Give him a chance. They got DJ Augustine, he can handle the bet.
1: And DJ, you know, no, he when can he stay there. Been. Screw screw him for hitting that shot uh, against <laughs> the Raptors. Uh, still, yeah, still mad about it. Uh, yeah, we, but, all, uh, we, we hate, we you hate, can in Houston.
0: yeah. All, all, all my homies hate DJ Augustine. Uh, <laughs> but as we move on now, we're going to be hitting the grind house. I don't really know if we can call it the grind house, we're going to be getting into that. Uh, But we're talking about Mm -hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, In the offseason, they drafted Zaire Williams with the 10th overall pick as well as adding ho, 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 Santee Aldama. It's not Santa, but, you know, maybe we can uh, can (laughs) swing something good, Jordan. I won't tell if you don't. Uh, they also acquired Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, Sam Merrill, Jarrett Culver, Chris Dunn, and Carson Edwards in uh, acquiring them by trade. Uh, they also traded away Jonas Valanciunas and Grayson Allen in those trades, uh, and then they let Justice Winslow walk in free agency. Uh, Flagle, sadly, because I really liked Memphis the last couple of years. Like I, I'm a big John Morant guy, but they made this team worse, which isn't necessarily <laughs> the wrong move. For a young team, and you know, because again, like I don't really know if the talent they have built around them right now is the, you know, it's it's. I don't think they're going to be the guys to get the job done with Jaw. But still, no. They like Jaw was willing these guys into the, like these play-in tournaments, and you know, like again, last year he dropped the most points. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the stat exactly was, but I think uh, most points in a single playoff game for someone younger than 21 or 22 or something. Oh yeah, something, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, which I mean, obviously, yeah, he had that crazy uh, game. That's one of those ESPN stats that they just kind of whip up out of nowhere. Uh but still, yeah. it shows that you know he's he's fighting. He's a he's a young guy who he, he's going to be a, like one of the future faces of this league and I, I fully believe that. For I mean, sure. If he gets a consistent jump shot it's it's going to be a, it's over. Uh Yeah. Up until then right now, I mean a big guy they lost. I mean Jonas Valančiūnas with their second best player last year in my opinion, uh, even Grayson Allen was a really good guy off the bench for them uh and i mean they added some older veteran guys a couple younger guys to kind of experiment with but i just feel like this team got worse which and i I don't i I think not even just a little bit worse like i think they are substantially worse this year
1: yeah they definitely didn't make yeah any big steps forward uh seemingly in, in, yeah, the personnel that they, they brought in, like Valentunas was such a better fit with this team than Stephen Adams is, even though okay. they're uh, in, in some ways, similar centers, Stephen Adams does not space the floor for you at all. Um, and I think he's a bit of an awkward fit on this team. I don't know if you, you know, you, you, you like I don't know if they just want him for the veteran presence or or if they, they think you know he's going to be good next to uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. or what, but I I just think that's that's a, a weird move to make. Um, and then they've got just a collection of guys who are pretty good, but yeah, not going to uh, you know vault you into uh, contention or even like middle of the pack playoff uh, you know uh, playoff um, seeding in the West. Uh, I think these guys are still a play in uh, if not low, low uh, playoff seed team um, because they have the two really, really great um, sort of cornerstones, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant. Um, And then when you come down from, from, from those two, like Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark are a few other young guys that they like and have done well for them. Mm -hmm. But I just, don't think are, are the, the role players around those guys that are going to uh, get these guys, uh, you know, up, uh, moving upwards in, in the NBA. Um, just, just overall, like, I, I think maybe the best thing for them to do is to aim for the lottery one more year. Just mm-hmm. embrace the fact that they're not going to be that good anyway, even if they, you know, try their best. Um, and, and I think that might be the best move for them because, yeah, I think they're just sort of very middle of the pack, no matter what they do um and 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 yeah like you 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 can make the argument that getting into the play-in or the playoffs at all is is good good experience for these young guys and you know to an extent that's true but yeah i i think the ceiling of this team is uh lower than it was even last year and and they've just kind of yeah, I agree with you it either pretty much stayed the same or, or got got worse, um, even when you take into account the fact that Jackson Jr and John Moran are going to take jumps forward uh, as yeah. young players, uh, you know, talented young players do they get better. Um, but yeah, I, I just outside of those two guys I just do not love their collection of role players.
0: Well, and even Jaron Jackson Jr.'s got to start showing a little bit, a little bit of something, a little bit more, because I do feel like he's been uh, almost a little shy, a little camera shy. I don't think he's really shown up.
1: Yeah. And he's been, he's he's had injuries and stuff. So, but he's had
0: some crazy games again. Like, I think there was a game he had like six threes or something. Someone can totally feel free to fact check me on that. But I believe there was a game he he was making it rain um but again, oh yeah he can
1: he can shoot can, it he's got the weirdest one of the weirdest forms ever but he he can yeah. he can knock it down yeah
0: yeah i but i agree i think those are pretty much the only two people who i think in like five years from now are gonna probably be on this team uh i mean uh shout out to brandon clark and dylan brooks fellow canadians uh Dick yes spark was like a healthy scratch a lot of last year too he was barely playing uh yeah like at all uh, which is crazy because his first couple of years in the league, people were hyping him up because he was like undersized, big, uh, he was really fast. He was a rim runner, which I guess the league again is kind of moving away from uh, these guys yeah. can't quite shoot, but uh, you know, can really you know, rise above, use their wingspan uh, to play bigger. Uh, yeah. uh, it just hasn't really been working out for him. Dylan Brooks. I mean, he's had some big games, especially in recent memory. Uh, he's great at, you know, shooting the outside jumper. Uh-huh. but even him, I mean, he's kind of got his limitations. He's not the best athlete. He's had some injuries in the past as well. And yeah. we're just kind of looking at this team, like, I guess, yeah, you may as well just say, screw it, try and get a top 10 pick again. Uh, I mean, hey, maybe you luck out in the lottery and get a top five, and then you can push through there and try and get John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., that third guy to build with. Because, uh, But, I mean, even look at what they gave up this year, uh, and they got Jared Culver. I mean, that guy's super unproven, but, I mean, Hey, yeah, maybe he works out. They got Zaire Williams. He was a promising yeah. looking prospect. I'm not sure how much he'll play right off the bat. Um, but I mean, and then they have a guy like Desmond Bain, who's I, I mean, he's shown flashes of, uh, you know, he gets some real potential, in my opinion, as well. Uh, and
1: Tillman but, they got Tillman as well
0: yeah bit of an undersized center but I mean yeah he, he plays hard on the he, he was playing great last year I think uh you know when there was some injuries down the, before they acquired Jonas I believe it was uh he yeah. was starting for them You had a, a pretty big uh, run there so uh we'll we'll see how it goes for them overall but uh I actually have a fun little trivia game with you I don't know how you have this their roster pulled
1: up Ooh, right I do I do but do you want me to cover
0: it yeah cover it up and maybe okay, you've okay. seen enough but uh how many players on the Grizzlies are over the age of 30? Fuck.
1: Um, okay. So just to, to be clear, I did have the roster up, but this is the this is not something I was putting to into my brain, so it's I'm kind of coming in clean. Um okay George, how many an
0: honorable man? So we <laughs> couldn't lie about
1: this. How many players are over the age of 30?
0: We'll say even 30 or older. 30 okay, or older on their active roster.
1: Stephen Adams has got to be one. He's got to be 30 by now. 28. Oh god, is he not? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, he he seems like he's 36, but every yeah, every time yeah. I look at his age I'm like, "Oh, he's uh, you yeah. know, okay. Um Oh my god. Wait, is this a bit, is this a trick question? Are there any? I can't think of a single one.
0: The oldest player is Steven Adams and Kyle <laughs> Lomo Anderson. Oh yeah, the Kyle Anderson. player over 30 the oldest players being 28 so if you're a grizzlies fan there is tons of room for potential with this team uh yeah. especially again you're building with john Morant. if honestly if you're a smart gm you take john Morant, you have all these young guys and you just say hey man play with these guys for the year tell me who you like tell me who you don't like we'll yeah. keep as you do we'll send out the rest and we'll we'll build this team around you because i mean i think that's kind of the probably the move going forward uh but it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, the only other thing that I really have to say with this game, and I, I feel bad, because I do, I, again, I said, I like the Grizzlies. I always have, yeah. um, and one of the big reasons I do like the Grizzlies and have this affinity to them is, uh, you know, the Grindhouse era. Tony Allen, yeah. Z Mike Conley, uh, Rudy Gay had, uh, you know, some time there as well, uh, yeah. and they don't have that identity. They still kind of use the Grindhouse as their, their you know, their their, their mantra, and they promote that a lot, but it's not anymore. They don't have that, the type of players for that. They're not fighting. They're not diving. Like J- John Moran would have fit it. He, he's yeah. a grinder. He's a grinder guy. But no one else in this roster, I really feel, can exemplify that. Maybe Steven Adams. He's, he's a pretty big boy. Um, yeah. But I think right now, this year. I, expect- I mean,
1: Dil- Dylan Brooks goes uh, goes hard every second he's on yeah. the court. He's, yeah. uh, he might not be the most skilled, but he, he, he's a grinder for sure.
0: Uh, But the only thing I I really want to see from them, and I think this might be the most important thing for them this season, because it's not going to be winning. I think it's just finding an identity of this team, what they're going to be going forward. Uh, Because right now I think that they're really lacking a lot of identity for this, uh, for, for the future.
1: Yeah. And like, uh, whether they decide to go the route of getting back to the lottery again, saying, you know, we're, we're not going to be that good anyway. Let's, Uh, you know, focus on development. And uh, if we lose, we lose, whether they do that or, um, you know, try and win. I think the best way that they could try and win is um, like, take some of these guys and, and um, ship them out and try and get some veterans in here, actually ones that can actually play a little bit um, and sort of let, let, let that collection of players grow and, and, and be a better Team than than they would be just with the like you know like like you just said they're all under thirty they're yeah there are a few veterans too Anderson and Adams um, you know aren't aren't going to get the most uh, you know they're not the best veterans you could you could have to actually affect winning for you um, you know get some if you got some guys in there um, and then you know you you didn't actually expect to win with them but they could actually bring the young guys along and you know get into the playoffs get some experience I'd rather they do that than just keep keep this roster of of you know pretty much exclusively young players uh because they're not going to be that good anyway and then you know it, it it's just going to be m- uh, a bunch of mediocrity going forward yeah. like if you're going to go if you're going to if you want to keep tanking get like you can still get another young guy um that you, i mean you, you you just drafted um Zire williams um and you can you can pair him with with uh Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant going forward, all those young guys, you can still get another guy in the lottery right now and have them all be, you know, around the same age, especially if you get a, right. an, an older guy in the draft. Um, but yeah, if, if you're not going to do that, I would say, you know, believe in, believe in these guys a little bit more, put some, put some more veteran uh, presences around them, you know, try and build this into a competent team the next couple of years and, you know, filter in those veterans as these guys develop. Um, and you know, that, that's the road, route, the, the route I would go. Um, yeah. cause right now they're just kind of in between, like they're, they're in between like a, like a Houston and, and an actual good team. So I, I'd like them to sort of pick a lane and then, and then go with it. Yeah.
0: Uh, and we're going to move on now, everybody to, uh, I mean, Jordan, I really hope that you know you stopped at some kind of a store. You got your beads ready, uh, cause it's Mardi Gras season. We're moving over to Nola, hey. New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, an interesting offseason for the Pelicans. Uh, a lot of divided takes on this one. They drafted Trey Murphy and Herb Jones in the draft. Uh, they acquired Didi Luzada in free agency. That's a hell of a name. Uh, and then they acquired Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Thomas Sadaransky, Garrett Temple, and Devonte Graham uh, via trade. Uh, they lost Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and Lonzo Ball uh, in trades. And they also let James Johnson and Wes Owundu walk in free agency. Uh, I mean, I, I actually have an uh, an unpo- up your opinion when it comes to the Pelicans. I actually think this team did awesome this free agency, this whole offseason. Okay. A lot of people really like, especially the Alonzo Ball, having him in that sign and trade, like moving him away. Uh, mm-hmm. or I guess he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't in the sign and trade. Oh no, yes, he was. Part of yeah, me. Saying, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, having Alonzo leave, I didn't really. like, obviously, I think he's he's a prone that he's, he's set up now to, you know, break out finally. Uh, I think that yeah. what we're expecting, but I think he needed like another new setting essentially. Uh, I mean, him and Zion could have been a very interesting pairing, uh, but I think that this is better for making it Zion's team. I don't mm-hmm. really know if Lonzo was the guy and I actually am a big Devontae Graham fan. He's a lot smaller. He's a totally different player than Lonzo uh, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Uh, they lack a little bit more on the defensive end, but then they added Jonas Valanciunas who when Zion you know he doesn't need to guard these seven footers you can have Jonas come in there and help out bang down low uh and then you still have the option to run small ball with him and uh, you know you even got tall guards like Thomas Sadaransky that we just said are coming in now too uh I'm really really high on the the Pelicans this year I feel like I've been I've been hurt by them too many times though these guys have screwed me every (laughs) year I kind of get like since they've gone Zion I'm like oh this is gonna be the year they're gonna make a big run they're gonna push they're gonna push and then they've disappointed me every year So I'm praying that they don't make a fool of me three years in a row here. Um, But again, I I think that they're going to be, I'm not saying they're going to be contenders by any means. I think they're going to probably be on eighth or ninth seed, but they are going to be legit this year. I think they are going to be a good team and uh, they'll, they'll be a tough team to get out. I think.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm as high on them as you are, um, but I'm not like super out on them or anything um, like, like some people are like some people, really, you know, when the Lonzo Ball thing went down and just the way they've managed things the past few years are just kind of out on these guys, um, especially with, um, you know, like David Griffin's kind of on the hot, hot seat as the GM there. He's, he's made some questionable moves. Um, and, uh, you know, the the whole thing playing out with Zion there right now, like he's just so, it's been so frustrating uh, not having him really play as much as we, we all expected. Like he's supposed to be this generational talent and I I was never as high on Zion, uh, as, as everyone else. I just, uh, like, I thought, uh, this was maybe a possibility, like a guy with that much explosiveness, but that much weight, uh, I thought injuries could, could really be a problem. And, and that's just been the story of his young career. Just, well, I mean, they, uh,
0: they had to teach the guy how to re-walk. How, what the hell? Well, was exactly.
1: That? Yeah. And it,
0: and wasn't so, like, it wasn't like he was a paraplegic or something and he just now learned how to re-walk. He had some crazy action. They just straight up were yeah. like, man, you waddle like a 90 year old man. Like you have to learn yeah. to walk properly. That's nuts
1: yeah and and so like that's just been yeah frustrating the, the, the biggest the thing that comes to mind more than anything else. and uh, so w- we'll see if he can play because he's now dealing with another isn't he dealing with another injury right now or no, it was Probably. reported I think in the off season he he had some sort of surgery procedure that no one really knew about. so you well, know I think
0: Zion straight up like theres there's rumblings from his camp that he wanted to be traded already.
1: Well, yeah. And then there's the the whole issue of, you know, I think it was last year he was asked about playing at Madison square garden. And he was like, I'm oh, so yeah. glad you asked me that question. Like just weird, weird things. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about Zion. I, I do like everyone else want him on the court and I want to see what this guy can actually do. Um, because, you know, when, he, when, when the Pelicans were uh, most successful using him, I think it was, towards the end of the last season or possibly the season before, but they were basically using him as the point guard. Like he was the yeah, one
0: point um,
1: bringing the ball up and, you know, he's, he's a good passer and uh, can pl- play with pace. Um, and, you know, like, obviously uh, the the generational talent that he is athletically, you know, he's, he's going to affect the game when he plays. Yeah. Um, and when he's get, when he gets the ball down low, he's, there's basically nothing you can do. It's like trying to, trying to do with Shaq down there. Um, and so, so it's all about him and, and, you know, whether he can be on the floor and actually make these guys better around him, because I, I do like Devonte Graham for them. Like another guy who can get his own shot. Sometimes, um, I don't think, I don't like his fit on every team, but on this yeah. team, I think it's, it's the right, the, the, you know, the right place for him to be. I like Josh Hart. I always have, and I like Jackson Hayes too. Um, so we'll see you know, how, how those minutes uh, are divvied up between him and Valanchunas and how often they go small. Um, you know, it's, it, we'll, we'll see what Willie green decides to do there. Um, and I, I, really do like that. They, they added Saturansky cause I think he's a good kind of combo guard to play a little yeah. bit of point guard can play make for you, but can play off the ball as well as good defender can shoot it. Um, and then I'm not a very big Ingram guy to be honest, but I, he he is one of one of the premier scorers in the league. So you know All-star if you can get, yeah, and, and you know if you can get all these guys clicking, uh, I I can see a scenario where 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 the Pelicans are good. It's just there's there's too many there's too many things like too many yeah. things going on with with, with between, um, yeah Zion and you know are are the young guys like Nikhil Alexander Walker are they going to actually take a step like him and Jackson Hayes like they they they've shown potential but haven't really solidified themselves as like starters. Sure. Um, and then, you know, there's been guys in and out, so there's just a lot going on. I, I, all I want this year is for this team to just fucking settle down, get healthy and, and play like Stan Van Gundy has gone. Now I get that these guys all hated him. Like now, I, I would hate being barked at by, by Stan Van Gundy too, for sure. So hopefully that makes a difference. Um, I prefer, to, I prefer
0: but, to have him bark at me than listen to Jeff Van Gundy, uh, <laughs> I don't want <laughs> any yeah. of the
1: Van Gundys, uh, near me. Um, but yeah, uh, so it, it, it is one of these teams that it's hard to predict what's going to happen because there's so many variables, but I mean, I, I, I just hope that they're healthy and good. So I can actually see what this team looks like. It seems like I haven't been able to the past few years.
0: Well, and I I feel like every year it's the story surrounding the Pelicans is they, the players, their skill levels never are the thing that's in question. It's always, you know, is, are they going to stay what's up with the management now, Yeah, Uh, I mean, and that's how it's been for their entire, like the entire organization's history, essentially, Uh, which is really sad because again, yeah, obviously some small market teams uh, have had troubles, you know, keeping uh, star players in the past. That's all well and good, but they haven't had a single one want to stay or, you know, stay at all uh i mean like the, and when you got a guy like zion who whether he's on your team like again even the espn didn't work like they weren't blowing like the, the the pelicans up anymore they weren't uh bringing the hype like they were his rookie year after and he had a good rookie year and he had yeah. a, good, a great sophomore year like he's been a fantastic player like a like an all-star caliber guy already in like his young career uh so i i there's something going on with New Orleans. I don't know what it is. Uh, and, I mean, and off the court, I mean, a guy you know, like Jackson Hayes, there was a, a graphic video of him uh, being, uh, like, taken to the ground by police because there was a, a rumored altercation. Uh, he was tasered. He was in, like, on life support or something crazy. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot going on in this team. I don't know what it's going to take to, you know, get them to, like, clank their heads together and just bar- barrel down and just get into this, get some wins. Because I do yeah. think they have got the talent to do it, but uh, it just always seems like there's something in the way of preventing the Pelicans from, you know, breaking through there. Because, again, their best years, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, AD and Drew Holiday uh, and DeMarcus Cousins experiment didn't exactly work out. But I remember they uh, they had that upset win over the Pelicans, uh, or the Pelicans, sorry, the, the, the drill blazers, yeah. uh, where they just completely outclassed them. Uh, they figured out a way to stop them. And they, I kind of was like, finally, okay, I'm like maybe this will work. And then I'm pretty sure AD was holding out the next year.
1: Yeah. Uh, or yeah.
0: within the the two years, maybe I I can yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. last year. But uh either way, just I I, I want to know what's going on with the culture there. And I think that's I, I I know that's kind of a one of those easy things to say because then you don't actually mm-hmm. have to give any facts, but it is a, a big thing, and you can kind of eye test it, you know. Yeah, the, the Pythagorean yeah. theorem isn't gonna tell you uh that the Pelicans can't keep these star players. Um, but uh, regardless, they're gonna be exciting to watch. There's going to be probably sure. some ugly moments early on, but they've got these explosive and fast guys. They've got some big high flyers and dunkers, a lot of shooters, uh, maybe a little bit too heavy on shooters. Like, I mean, they got Kira Lewis, who's going to be coming off the bench. Uh, he's a big time shooter. Uh, I mean, Garrett Temple, uh, there's an old guy. There's, there's a freaking yeah. out there's a skeleton in the closet there. Uh, and then, yeah. of course, Nikhil Alexander Walker, good Canadian boy, uh, who uh, yeah, you know, hopefully he'll take the next step as well. I've actually seen some rumblings, maybe uh, most improved candidate. For up sure.
1: Here. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could have a big breakout year for sure.
0: So, uh, I mean, we're all, uh, we're all putting our, our hands together. We're, we're sending our prayers in new Orleans. Hopefully, uh, any Pelicans fans out there, you guys can finally get some retribution here and finally have uh, a competitive season. I'm rooting for you. I don't know about Jordan though. Uh, you know, you can never trust. That
1: uh, yeah. I won't go rooting. That's a bit far, but I, uh, cause I, I, I like them. I want them to succeed, but I want you to be proven wrong as well. So it's, I don't know. I'll come up with a, I'll make a decision soon. I don't know. They don't
0: call you, they don't call you shifty five man for nothing. Am I right?
1: They don't. They don't. (laughs)
0: Uh, All right. Well, everybody, we're finally on the last leg of this journey. It's been crazy. It's been tiring. Me and Jordan are sweaty. Blood's what drifting. a last,
1: what a last team to end on! I know the most
0: electrifying team in basketball. Oh. Uh, we're going to be hitting up the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I and I, I, a funny. I would say it's a pretty funny offseason, actually. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that uh, first. They drafted uh, Andrea Bargiani's favorite player, uh, Joshua Primo. Uh, real ones get that joke, uh, and they also acquired uh, Joe Wise Camp. Uh, They signed Doug McDermott, honky, Zach Collins, honky, and they also got Bryn Forbes and Jock Lendale, honky. Uh, They traded and acquired Chandler Hutchinson, Alpha Rukamino, and Thad Young. Uh, And then they lost Jamar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Gorgie Jang, and Trey Lyles, as well as Patty Mills in free agency. Uh, They went super white this year an interesting move caught and let's see how it's going to pan out for him uh <laughs> i mean uh, I, I was actually really surprised by that zach collins move i love zach collins for the record but uh he's coming off of a pretty major injury and then got injured again so i don't even know if he's going to play this year uh and they wrote right. for a good amount of money uh Jocelyn dale i think i'm pronouncing that right he was uh he's an australian league player uh they brought in an aussie so uh we'll see how he does i think he actually was like their defensive player of the year so uh i'm actually I'm interested to see what he's going to bring to the NBA game. Uh, primo out of, I believe, Alabama. Uh, you know, that was people thought yep. that, that was a bit of a reach, but he's actually looked pretty good so far in what I've been able to see in, uh, you know, preseason. And, and he's
1: only 18. He's super young.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we'll we'll see what they can put together. Uh, they brought back Bryn yeah. Forbes. He was there uh, for quite a few few, time, few years. So, uh, I yep. mean, they, they've, they're kind of all over the place. They're not trying to win. They're definitely, you know... Trying to just embrace the young guys. Um, what do you think of this team, Jordan? I mean, not nothing too crazy going on in San Antonio this season, unfortunately. Because I mean, we grew up with the Tim Duncan and our Spurs, and it just feels weird when it's like, wow, the Spurs might suck.
1: Yeah, that's why I think I like I hate this. I hate this team. Yeah, I I, did, I really they're <laughs> I think they're my least favorite team. They're not the worst team. No. That's why I hate them even more. Like, um. They could, they could be in the play-in mix, um, but I still, I just hate them. Like there's, I, I don't like, uh, their sort of medium-aged guys that much. Like I don't, uh, don't know how I feel about Dejounte Murray. I really like, um, the defense that he plays and the size that he has at point guard. But yep. I'm also just really not sure. The one guy I really love is Jakob Pertle, uh, yeah. the big Yak from 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 the Raptors. Who uh, you know was a was a casualty of of us kind of upgrading, but uh, who I always liked and uh, is a, a really good defender and has and sort of proven that you know uh, he's earned playing time down there in San Antonio. Even though when they were um, decent uh, when they had Aldridge and DeRozan, um, and so so I like him. But you know, otherwise the the these guys like Keldon Johnson. I, I know he played for Team USA. I know he's got potential, but he, he, I'm not fully sold on him yet. Even guys like Derek White, who had that big, big couple of games and big performance in the playoffs when the Spurs made it a few years ago. Uh, another guy who I'm just kind of lukewarm on, like, all right, you know, Lonnie Walker, uh, you know, what, what do I say? Doug McDermott, uh, is, is this really the team he's going to pop on? I I, I don't Not know. Like I, I, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know why they, they have Thaddeus Young. Like, what, what is what is his role going to be on this team? I like him okay. He can be a decent role player uh, somewhere else. I like
0: these old guys, man. He has to have a couple guys.
1: I, he does, I, and I get it. Um, and, you know, they got Zach Collins, so I, I don't know what they're really expecting to do with him uh, or, like, what, what they expect his role to be. I do like Zach Collins a lot. I, I think he could have helped Portland uh, so much had he been healthy these past few years. That's exactly the type of player they, they would have needed. Um, but you know, like Al Farouk Aminos on this team, uh, Drew Ebanks, uh, you know, like you mentioned Bryn Forbes, just all these guys who aren't horrible but are, are not that good. Yep. And so I, I don't, I have no idea what to expect with this team, at least when they had DeRozan players like that, like they had a go-to scorer who could, you know, guarantee them some, some, some wins during the regular season. Um, but even that was weird after the the rock solid, you know, run of 20 years when the Spurs were one of the best teams in basketball, even that was weird. And this is another step down. I don't even know what to think.
0: They had the playing the four at one point
1: they did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like,
0: uh, the three was a stretch. That was weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's weird even that pop is still there. Like I think, you know, if, if I was pop after all the teams and you know, seasons and, the the five championships and everything i went through but i went through with with the team for the past 20 years When i sit down and look at this roster i do i really want to keep coast coaching like i i don't i don't get his decision to to stay yeah. around just retire man um, well
0: I, I think that's this is going to be a kind of a solemn rant uh the last here we go. of these previews uh yeah i what well, yes yeah, as, as you just said man i mean pops you got to hang him up man it's getting sad <laughs> I mean, he should have retired when Duncan did. They should have went out together because yeah. it's been like, it feels like he's just, you know, he's sticking around just to kind of make sure that everything, like the lights are being kept on, you know, everyone's <laughs> still hanging out. But I mean, it's it's time. He There's nothing for him anymore. He's done it. He's one of the best coaches ever. Uh, I mean, the only reason I could see him sticking around is just so he could finally break the uh, the all-time wins record because I think that's in play right now. Uh, yeah. I don't believe he's super far off. I don't know the exact number, but I think if he play, if he coaches another year or two, he could do it, um, even with these kind of subpar teams. But that's the other thing. Yep. I mean, does he really want to risk like having to keep doing this on and on? He's getting older. I mean, in general. So I, I really do want to extend a formal like, resign, sir. Please, please resign, sir. Well,
1: we know. are requesting. Yeah. we on big, Bo- big dog ball talk are requesting Craig uh, Popovich's resignation and uh, on
0: your desks by the by tomorrow morning
1: yeah we because we we don't work on the weekends so tomorrow you've got till tomorrow like 4 p.m
0: yeah we're not yeah we're taking uh we're taking an early uh we're leaving that's uh even three like uh,
1: well yeah the afternoon we'll just be waiting for that if we don't have it uh already and then we're getting out so
0: yeah you can pop you can fax it to me it's all good i know that's probably your your favorite uh favorite method of communication. But uh, yeah, the even with this team's construction in general, though, Jordan, uh, again, and this is how it's been for the last two or three seasons since they've been kind of this weird team. So many wings, so many yep. chiefs, small forwards or even kind of combo fours. I mean, you can't play all of them. And then no. you're getting these guys like Thad Young is probably going to play like 30 minutes a game or something crazy. Doug McDermott's going to play like 40 minutes. It's going to be nuts uh, because they don't have guys who can play the four. They barely have any bigs. Uh, like it's literally going to be Jacob. I mean, Drew Eubanks is someone I guess you can throw in there. Uh, but again, I said like that. Yeah. Collins, like Alfaruca, Minu. What are we doing here? What are we really doing? <laughs> it's the weirdest constructed team. They don't have like any surplus of picks either. So unless they're planning on just like getting like the maybe the stock of some of these guys up and then just dishing them all out for a couple first round picks and stuff, like that could be smart. That could be something to do. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't get the construction. I don't get the point, point. Uh, and it's just sad. It really is just sad. Maybe they need a reran. They should go back to – I think they used it a little bit last year, but they should go back to the really colorful, the Fiesta colors. <laughs> if they screw up well, a That
1: That's a good idea for sure. But, here, uh, this is what I've been hearing sort of on the fringes of NBA, Twitter, things like that the past few days. It's that it might actually be exciting, okay? So, Kyrie Irving uh, has now been told by the nets that he can't pr- play or practice with them because he's not being vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
0: Stupid.
1: so, and yeah, and, and now they've said they're not even going to offer him a contract extension, um, Yeah, or at least that, that was reported, I think today. Uh, and we're recording this on Thursday, by the way, uh, the 14th. Um, but like, so Kyrie, whether he, whether he decides to get vaccinated, I don't know. Uh, my money is if anyone's going to hold out on this, uh, you know, this very uncomfortable situation uh, where you're being asked to get vaccinated if you're going to play or practice at all. If anyone's going to hold out on that, it would be Kyrie. Yeah. Sure. So I think this this could drag on. And if the Nets are looking to trade him, I've I've heard the Spurs as a uh, potential landing spot. Now it's still very yeah. unlikely, very unlikely, but. Kyrie could go and play in Texas where, which probably uh, between Texas and Florida probably are the two most uh, lax when it comes to <laughs> COVID restrictions yeah. in the U S. Yeah. So, uh, Texas would probably be a good place uh, for Kyrie to play. I think he would be allowed to play in uh, his home games. And as an away player, uh, you could play, uh, yep. uh, in the away games as well. Uh, so that wouldn't be an issue. I think, uh, Again, I've said this before. Kyrie Irving is not going to uh, be his best self unless he actually respects you. And I think he would respect uh, Coach Popovich's uh, stature and uh, you know head coaching career. He would actually play for him. I think. Yep. Um, and then the Nets could actually take some of these sort of like you were saying wing guys or defensive minded guys. Like there's a package in here to be had of a bunch of weird. Yep. Young ish to older, if you've got a or young or whoever, uh, players they could package for Kyrie. Uh, so just food for thought, Matt. I'm not saying it's going to happen, I would never put money on this. It's definitely not going to happen. That would be like the uh, weirdest
0: trade ever, but San Antonio would be a team to do it. It would be like this crazy thing. Kyrie would go and have this crazy MVP year. I would love it. I'm (laughs) the story.
1: Screw it. Yeah, I would, I would do, I would love this because then, um, you know, Brooklyn they have the star power power depending on who they got in that type of package you know it would it would be at least a few good usable players for and, sure uh you know they'd still be contenders and then uh yeah Kyrie could just uh you know it, it's fun when Kyrie's the best player on a team um just to watch you're never gonna win uh, at least that's my opinion uh, yeah. but uh it would be fun so I don't know let's let's try and make this happen
0: all right, well, everybody, it's now your civic duty. Go around and tell three friends and one family member that Kyrie right. Irving's going to the Spurs. Uh, you heard yeah. it from Big Dog Ball Talk first. Jordan Flegel, yep. NBA insider, uh, extraordinaire. Yep. But as we get to that, we're calling it a close, everybody. We finally did it. All 30 NBA teams, we've previewed wow. them. We've given you the future. You don't even have to watch the games now, which kind of <laughs> is a spoiler. We should have done spoiler alert, yeah, but uh, we've pretty much explained how the season's going to go uh but Jordan it's been great talking to you my my Well deep, hold on Matt uh, what what's next
1: what's next can we tell these guys what's next it's So just, it's been it's previews for a couple of weeks now.
0: Yep so on Monday we are going to be doing our full NBA season preview as in you know we're going to be talking who's getting hardware who's going to be taking home the Larry O B uh and of course me and Jordan are going to be establishing our infamous $50 wager uh, for all you are talking out there, I, yes, I'm saying 50 whole dollars. So, uh, this is make or Canadian break Canadian
1: dollars. So. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. don't know USD, uh, but it's going to be an electric season. Me and Jordan are pumped. We are set for Monday, Fridays, all season yep. long. Going to be tons of content coming from us guys, whether you like it or not. So you might yep. as well just jump on the bandwagon now. Uh, but we are absolutely pumped. We're excited. We can't wait to get you guys all the content that you need. Uh, I mean, Jordan, is there anything else you want to end off before uh, you know the NBA is here?
1: No, you, you covered it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. We're doing it. I, I can't wait for our, uh, yeah, our, our overall preview pod of the whole league. We're gonna get yeah our, our predictions in MVP, sixth man, DPOY, all the all those uh, those picks, and uh, we'll will yeah we'll see the the first installment the 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 moment. Uh, when at the end of the season, you'll see Matt give me $50. It's going to be great.
0: (laughs) Unlikely, unlikely. Uh, But everybody, thank you so much again for tuning in to Big Dog Ball Talk, sitting here with the Big Dogs, Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. And as my friend Jordan always says, I uh,
1: do not forget to smell those flowers, man. You don't? No, 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 no. (laughs) That's what I'm saying to you. Don't forget to smell those flowers.
0: But one, like... uh... Okay, here's the thing. Um, not really the big the flower guy, man. Kind of like
1: to like, 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 like I don't care. What, this? what do they do for me? Nothing. I'm not to healthy bee. Well, is worker. tailored for you. No, look, have you ever tried it, though? You're just rolling along. You're on your way to work. I don't know what you do. You're on, you work out, it doesn't look like it, but you're on your way somewhere. If you stop, you put your nose to a flower. It's beautiful. Next time I'm going to make you do it. No, man.
0: Okay? How about this? How about I bite the head off a sunflower? Spit it out on you.
1: Some, there are edible flowers, and I'm I'm edible. doing some gardening on this planet. So I can tell I you which plant. ones are safe to eat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell you, but all are safe to eat.